What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast. Hot off the wire here. Chelsea are now on what is called a winning streak. I can't believe it. Once you do it three times, it's a winning streak. They didn't score one goal, Jay. They scored not once, not twice, but thrice. And here we go. We're stacking up some victories. It feels good. Building some positive momentum. Still sitting 10th in the table, but very excellent result away at Leicester today. Jay, give us the first word on what you thought about the match today. It was great. It's great. I can get used to this. Ugh. You know, we're coming off we're coming off the back of a huge victory against Dortmund. Could have been a letdown game. We could have lost momentum, but no. Uh, stuck it to Leicester, dropped three in the bucket. Could have had, I don't know, five, six, seven, if it wasn't for offside flags and a lot of wood. Um, but this is great, man. We're getting good performances from almost everybody on the field. Guys are starting to sync together. And I think this change up going back to playing three in the back and letting our wing, wingbacks do what they need to do, this has worked out great for us. So uh, all good things in Chelsea world, which is crazy because it hasn't been this way in a long time. No, dude, it, it, it's amazing. And it, getting Mudrick to start, having three in the back, it's clearly where we're most comfortable operating. And to me, the word for the game is encouraging. We're getting into an encouraging stage now because we're showing signs of competence and we're actually showing some signs of evolution. Looking in the mirror, realizing how we can and cannot play. And I will say, Graham might have found out a little bit of a recipe here. Hopefully we can continue to evolve and grow and we'll continue to see positive results. But we got to take what we're seeing and we're seeing positive signs, encouraging signs. Absolutely. And I like the little tweak up top, you know, having Havertz will play a little bit more of a winger and having Mudrick be the guy mm-hmm. who's spearheading the charge. Um, small tweak, but I liked it. And I thought that all of the guys on the front line did a good job of threatening Lester's back line. There were a lot of good runs behind. There was a lot of good link up play. And this is the fear of going to a back three is that you're going to be so stout in the back. You're hoping that you get the width and you're getting the attacking returns from your wing backs but it can leave those front three guys on an island to just get clamped down and have a change of possession. And we've looked pretty good. So I hope we continue. Uh, I have one little knock on the game, which we'll get into, but other, I mean, we're talking like 95% positive and one little hiccup that may need to be addressed depending upon what personnel we throw out there. But all great stuff. I mean, it, it allows Kai to be a little bit more disruptive in a positive way in the sense where he can disrupt play for the defense, kind of keep people off, off guard is he going to cut inside where is he going to put this next ball but he's looked really really dangerous and I've seen some really yeah. you know positive and encouraging signs from him too having him round into form at this time of year as we're trying to make a push for some sort of European place and still competing on the Champions League front it's critical to have him in top form and if we can find a spot where he can continue to contribute it's going to bode very well for us as we head into the home stretch of the season. Absolutely. And listen, man, we got we have a lot of depth and we've seen some rotation in the squad over the last few games because of illness and other things. Um, And the guys collectively, regardless of any sort of changes, it it feels like they're starting to come together a bit, which is a sight for sore eyes. This has been great. No no doubt. So look, man, you pointed it out, having kind of Mudrick up, up top running as the tip of the spear was definitely a nice change. I thought we started off a little bit slow, uh, to be honest. You know, the, uh, Lester started out on the ball first, had a little bit more of the the better play in the first couple of minutes. 
But Kaladu Kulavali coming up with a very interesting cross and and Chile with a beautiful left foot through it, just placing it right on the post. It was going to be something dangerous regardless. And it was a botched effort by the keeper. We benefited. Can't believe that we were slotting up a goal in the first 15 minutes. Only the second goal that we've scored in the first 15 minutes in the whole season of the Premier League. Unbelievable. Who better than Ben Chilwell to show us how to score a goal? Yeah, he's been he's been coming on, right? It was a couple of games ago. Um, he looked good against Leeds. It was a little bit, I, I felt it was like a little bit of rust, but he was making all the runs. It yeah. just that, that that little extra touch of polish just wasn't quite there yet. He played a hell of a game against Dortmund. He came into this game. I thought he played great today. Uh, the goal was fantastic. I mean, he plays a nice cross Beautiful. in. Koulibaly gets it, has a nice move toward the end line, plays it back across, pure volley, no touch, and just drills it at the near post. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. It, it reminded me, you know, I've been thinking over the last couple of weeks, and I've been meaning to mention it on here, we're, you know, we've been struggling so hard to find goals. And in the past, you know, over the last few years, when we've had these games where it's been a little bit of a grind and we haven't been able to find a way to get I one in. Yes, you know, I know where you're going. My man, Marcos Alonso, you should just come up once in a while. Just out, out of nowhere, we'd just come up. A ball would just be flying across and he would just throw his laces through and just find goals and put us ahead and get us in advantageous positions. And this goal reminded me so much of that. And Chilwell's capable oh. of this. So this isn't completely out of sorts for him. Um, but it just reminded me so much of Marcos Alonso, obviously from the wrong side of the field. Just screw it. Just put your boot through it. See what happens. And bang, we're up one nil. No, finally. And, and it, we, we continued to show some encouraging signs. Once we got that first goal, we were able to try to put a little bit more pressure on, I thought. I liked the high press. I liked the way that we looked up front. And Mudrick also changes that whole dynamic from the defensive front as well because that extra bit of speed. I know Kai has the size, but Kai has more of a, I think, a an advantage with his physical presence out on the wing more than he does like right as the tip of the spear because Mudrick has that overwhelming speed where guys are forced to react extra quick because they don't want to get yeah. caught off guard because he is so pacey. So that that is a hat tip to ground, Grand Potter to add a little wrinkle into the defensive mechanisms as well because, let's face it, they, they had that, that tip off the bar, but Lester, aside from the, from the goal, which was because of a giveaway, which we can get into, I don't even want to talk about it, you know, so much, but we're going to talk but, about but it. We're going to talk about Mr. Mudrick. Uh, I, I thought was, was very effective in that position, but you know what, then, then fine. If we're going to talk about somebody that, that that's effective, let's talk about somebody who I've been disappointed with for quite some time. Mr. Schwal, me no finish Felix, because again, completely perfect hits the crossbar missing wonderful chances. The critical giveaway for the goal I mean, this guy is all bark, no bite. And you know what? It's time to realize that he's not going to be a part of the squad moving forward because the guy can't finish. And it, it's it's all crackle, no pop. Nothing that's real and substantive that actually results in goals. So I think it's time to to move on from him in the squad. I'm not, I'm not ready to pull that trigger yet. I, I'm somewhere in between, right? Like he's somewhere between... Timo Werner, where it's just nothing goes in. Like, it's either bad luck or it's just something. He does a lot of the right things. I love the way he progresses the ball. I like the way that he, I think, is passing. I think a lot of what he does in progressive attacking 
it really does help this squad. It really does. He should have scored uh, twice, him, Jay. He should have scored twice, and then he the, gave the ball away. That, that the made, first one, that made the, the, game the, 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 in the twenty third minute, twenty third minute, he bounces it off the wood. The guy has hit more wood than a freaking lumberjack. He just continued. But, but again, if you're that close, I mean, dude, you're talking about fractions off. It's not like he's screaming balls into the stands. He's 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 putting himself in the right positions. I'm just wondering because you're right. It's like it's either one of two things. It's either the luck starts to have to form for him, and these balls start going in that he's bouncing off the post. I mean, how many times can you hit it? I know he's not aiming for it. Um, or there's not quite the amount of composure that we are looking for from a guy that's got that kind of a price tag on his head for him to be a permanent mainstay in the team. So you had the woodwork. You had the goal, which was called for because he was offside, and there was a lot of offside which was a beautiful goal. I was sitting there screaming. I'm like, this is what we want. Like, this is great. And again, he was offside. And but it then, was yes, all on him. Absolutely- it was all on him. He was. Com- he, he should have had the composure. Yeah, to, to, the requisite amount of composure to finish. And he was wide open. He had no business being offside from that position. Perfect goal scoring chance twice. Hit the woodwork and then blatantly you know, ran himself out of position. Yeah, he, he, he missed time. He missed time as well. Yeah. He mistimed his run, and obviously he was, hoping, he was hoping that somebody so was behind him. he took two off the score sheet from us and then gave the ball away on our own half to make it 1-1. He was the reason why the game yeah. was tied and why it should have been out of reach at that point. We could have been up 3-0 easily. At least two. There, at least two. There, I'm going to... Obviously, losing it where he lost it was bad, and it did lead to the scoring opportunity, which Daka nailed. I'm looking at my notes. About 15 minutes prior to that goal being scored, I'm writing down, I'm like, the Enzo-Kova pairing is leaving too much space right in front of the back line. There were a lot of chances in that exact same spot. Because, again, you have two guys who were playing in a pivoting midfield role. You only have two guys there. Again, you're looking for width. And... The danger spot with Leicester, they were just cutting in front of our back line, and that's where they were getting all their shots on goal. They were looking for it. And it's been a little bit of a problem spot for us this year where guys are coming in toward the box, they cut, they go lateral, and then they're able to find gaps between the three central and, defenders. And, and that's what we started and, giving up. And, that's what we started giving up. And it was a, if, and, if it wasn't for Kepa. And it was a trouble spot. And then at the exact moment, again, Jao gives it up, but we had no one else near that space to be able to come over and cover. Cause I think the game plan was to have Enzo and Kova do what they're really good at, which is to be progressive and to move the ball forward. But we were left open there. The first mistake, and this isn't, this isn't covering for what Jao did. It was a bad turnover of the ball, but it was a problem spot for most of the game. It's been a little bit of a problem spot. That's my one negative about this game is that we need to sure this up. And if, you know, if N'Golo Conte comes back, that slot is basically covered. So you can't turn it over, but you do need to make sure that you have your defensive midfielders somewhere in and around that area when you're playing out of your own half in order to provide protection for your back three. So, yeah, there was a lot of mistakes that happened on that one goal, and it all started with with your your boy, Joe. Yeah, and I mean, he's exciting. He's got wonderful skills. It's just he's he's very disappointing at times, and you'd think again with the price tag, with the pedigree, 
you would expect more from him. You just, you just do. But I just, I have a feeling it. This could be Timo Werner, where the where the, the 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 switch never flips. I have a feeling with him, it's going to flip, and he's going to start converting these chances, and it's then the confidence is going to start to steamroll. Look, I, I, I hope you're. I hope you're time right. Time will tell. I hope time you're will right. tell. I of course. I, I of hope course. you're right. I, I just yeah, we want him bagging goals. Everybody wants him bagging goals. Why the hell I don't, not? I don't have the same the same level of optimism, but. Be that as it may, we did see another big performance in certain situations. It was, it was a little nervy, but Keppa made a couple of big saves at the end of the half. And then from yes. the clouds, the pass, Enzo sublime to Kai. I was waiting for the offside flag. I didn't even celebrate at first because I thought it was going to be waved <laughs> off again. And I had to wait and wait and wait. But the delayed celebration was worth it because the pass and the finish, both sublime, superior, had all of the Leicester defenders sitting there, you know, Flat-footed, it was tremendous, and the type of thing that you expect from a hundred million dollar man to an eighty-five plus million dollar man. So that's uh, according to economics, an expensive finish, but very worth it. Yeah, I, I felt the same way you did. I was waiting for another offside flag because, from TV vantage point, it looked like it. Um, sure. Enzo is Enzo is just a baller, man. He's just. I, 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 I tend to focus in on him as I'm watching games. And even when it's not spectacular, and even if it isn't just like a pure dime, the guy does so much. He's so good and so secure on the ball. And I'm giving away where the end of this cast is going to go. But he's just, his vision and the way that he can put through balls in and just break down defensive midfielders and defenders and leave, just, he's kicking guys open. To use an American football term, he is kicking guys open, and it's amazing. Well, he puts it in he's space. Just, he's in, he's he in, understands space. He's an incredible player. He's an incredible now, player. He's, Tremendous vision, two way. He's he's the man. And to play he's that ball, we had like we haven't had a guy that could do that since you know like a Cesc Fabregas type. Cesc, you know I mean? yeah. And and quite frankly, there's not a whole lot of guys that'll play that anyway. So, I mean, shout out to to Enzo because the creativity, the touch, the vision. Everything is there. I am so pumped to have him as a 22-year-old in the middle of our midfield for the next seven freaking it's years. Awesome. It's, it's going to be it's, it's going to awesome. be awesome. Absolutely freaking yeah, awesome. And, and the t- the timing of it, the timing of it. We should have been up like three nil. We give up the goal. It's right before halftime, and then just the quick decision making. The ball hits his booty, flicks it over, and bang. We're up two nil and two one, and we're everybody's feeling good going into the hundred percent, man. I mean, that was the, the timing goal of it is so in huge. a lot of ways from a sheer. We gotta keep this thing going because if they do head into the dressing room tied at that point, you know, when you're starting the second half, it's a completely different set of, of, of circumstances, a completely different air in the stadium, a completely different feeling with all the guys. But having that that cushion, the feeling that hey, we can do this, we can we can put more past them. There's more goals to be had. Let's go out and and, and win this game. They did. We we saw it out. Yeah. And uh, it, it yep. was it was a relief. But look, right on to the uh, second half. I texted you. I said, please get Joao off. He was off. Uh, I was happy to see somebody else. I know that you weren't particularly thrilled with the replacement. I know you probably could have uh, chosen somebody else to come in instead of the number 23, Connor Gallagher. But, mm. you know, he, you know, he went in. We got off to a good start. Uh, I thought the, you know, Fafana chance, um, you know, get, get a little bit of a different pace of play with, with, a, with, with 
taking Joao off, I think was was good for the entire squad. We were able to to focus on our, our shape a little bit more. Uh, I thought Ruben Loftus Cheek had some opportunities in there to to shoot and put in crosses uh, that he that he didn't do. Uh, we were lucky that Dewsbury Hall had the oof, uh, I crap my pants moment, and uh, you know couldn't even put the ball anywhere near the net. That should have been a, a leveler. But we actually got a few bounces in the second half that kept us into the game, uh, contrary to what we've seen a lot this season. So we had a couple of balls bounce our way quite literally in the second half, and uh, it wasn't all just attributed to our clean play. Yeah, the second half was a completely different game. And listen, at the end of the day, we won 3-1, and the strategy all worked out. So that's great. We also have to take into account we were playing Leicester who, although they have some talent, uh, have had a – I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They've had a shitty year. They're they're not performing up to their standard. Um, Forgetting about my opinions of Connor Gallagher, because the truth is I don't think he played poorly. He had that great clearance off the line, which saved us a goal, which was a huge moment. Um, He still does his same shit. Like, he just doesn't bring enough talent and enough skill for me for it to be worth it to just – run like a madman, completely out of control, throw yourself into wacky tackles. It's all the same shit from him. So uh, that's it. Good enough game. I'm not going to knock him. What I didn't like, and I think that hopefully as we're picking up confidence, we don't have to resort to this. But for us to go into halftime with that level of momentum, getting that goal right before half and extra time, and then coming out, and it's not about the switch off of Zhao, that I was upset about or the fact that we put in Connor, but the fact that we, we, we bunkered in, we went from playing a three, four, three to a three, five, two, and we isolated Mudrick and Havertz. Up yeah. Top. Agreed. And there was less, and there was less support. Right. And I guess the mindset is, all right, Lester has to come after us. We're going to invite the pressure and we're going to look forward on the break. And ultimately that ended up working out. But for, there was a spell of time there where, you know, there were some nervy moments for Keppa. Uh, we were not pressing forward. We, we weren't finding those breaking chances as often as probably I would have liked to see. And there were too many times when, again, Mudrick and Havertz were left isolated up top and were basically nullified. And I think against better opposition, we they put it to us. We're going to get hurt continuing to do that. Um, so I did have some concern as I was watching through the second half, and we were starting to see the chances roll through. Hopefully, as we start to, as this thing continues, and hopefully it does continue with confidence and with these guys starting to gel together, uh, there'll be more confidence placed on the players to be able to maintain their standard of play with an initial strategy and wait until, I don't know, longer than the entire second half of the game to start to bunker in. Well, I mean, I think we got to take a front foot mentality. You know, we came out out of the gate, you know, quickly in the second half. Why can't we sustain some of that pressure early? Because those are the types of situations where, yeah, if you can get a third and go up 3-1, uh, you know, before another 15 minutes have passed, before you hit the 60-minute mark, it changes the complexion of the game. And I'm not saying a two-goal lead is completely secure in the Premier League, but it gives us an opportunity to play from a position of strength instead of always, you know, just being one mistake away from either losing two points or even losing a result altogether. So, I think our me- our mentality from that perspective just needs to be more progressive and also just, you know, try to be more mindful of we have a chance to really take the game by the scruff of the neck and, and just put the team away. So I say be more aggressive, especially, you know, coming out of the second half, really pressing high, 
and getting the most out of our out of our team instead of uh, you know just trying to sustain pressure and weather the storm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm all for being pragmatic, but pragmatic is not making that change at halftime and looking to kind of hold on and bide your chances. I think that's just it's a little bit too conservative for my liking. 100%. And I think to your to your point, it's like if we were able to score in the first ten or fifteen minutes, or if we were really dictating play. You've put Leicester significantly on their heels. And with a team that's that far down on the table, it's pretty easy to rattle that cage. It's pretty easy to rattle that cage. We've seen it with our squad. Okay. It's like as soon as something bad happens, the heads start to hang. So, again, at the end of the day, we won 3 1. We bagged three goals. We haven't seen this stuff happen in a long time. So I'm thrilled. It's just, again, extending the scope forward when we're going up against better teams. Like if we're going up against a dangerous squad, even if they're out of form, like Liverpool, which we're playing uh, in a few weeks, and the same circumstances are in that game, I don't want to see this because they're going to make us pay for it. Well, let's talk about that third goal because your boy Kova only scores crazy goals. <laughs> Whenever he wants, it's going to be a ninja kick, a crazy, ridiculous reverse slice, something. I mean, this dude, he doesn't score them often, but when he does, they are eyebrow raisers, man. Unbelievable, this guy. I don't want to speak out of turn, so correct me if I'm wrong. The initial through ball to Havertz, I was looking in the replay and I couldn't see it. I believe that was Enzo again. I'm fairly certain it was. The through ball into Havertz that set that thing up was, again, another beautiful pass. It just opened up. It just uncorked the entire defense. Havertz plays it across to Mudrick. Mudrick does his best to rebound, gets ahead across in Kova, right place, right time. And, yes, the Fruit Ninja just slices it directly into the net. Uh, it was another great. I mean, style seventy-seven minute put the game away. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's got, I think, I want to say like four or five goals completely in his career, and three of them I can actually just recall like from complete memory. You know, he's had some of the most unbelievable goals we've ever seen. He just, he just wants them to be so unbelievable. He only does it, you know, once or twice a season. So it's it's a very, you know, goals are an acquired taste from his perspective. But man. His have a very, very, very sweet vintage when they do decide to hit the back of the net. Yeah, absolutely. And then we saw the game out. Yeah. Saw the game out. Kept, kept the fresh bodies on the field. We came out of the game with you know, a few nicks. You know, Kai Havertz has a rake across his belly. I think that's about it. Uh, came away healthy, came away with a victory, and now we're on to the next one. So Yeah, well, but- another big win just to keep the momentum. We just uh-huh. got to keep the momentum and keep progressing. Three and um, three. It's taken a while for us to get here. We're yeah. here. Yeah. Three well, let's, man. Let's, let's three keep games. it going. But you know, before we wrap it up, let's get to the man of the match award, which is as always brought to you by all out fitness and at all out fitness. They're encouraging individuals to be their best selves. Jay, who is your man of the match? Taking three points away at Leicester in the premier league this Saturday, three, one. Who's your guy? I already hinted. I'm giving it to Enzo. And Enzo. It's just, again, I just, I have, I'm googly-eyed for that man. I look at him in the midfield, and I just I feel secure. I feel safe with him. He's like Austin. He makes me feel safe. He's like Austin. He makes me feel safe. Uh, great on the ball. Great vision. Barely misses a pass. Barely makes a mistake. And again, he's the guy who's going to be able to set the tone and play the ball in, unleash some of the fury that we have. I love the dude. He's young. He's amazing. Oh, I can't, I can't argue with it. Uh, he was definitely the, the second guy I was looking at, but I am going to give it to the 
often maligned Kai Havertz, who is rounding into form. He's been very, very mm-hmm. dangerous. He's been very creative. I think he deserves a lot of credit for the way that he played today. Uh, the finish was super important. Uh, he's really stepped up lately. Uh, and, you know, we've said it before, if we're going to if we're going to bash the guy, we got to make sure that we give him his plaudits and give him his props when he comes through. I think he definitely deserves his flowers for this performance again. Hopefully uh, he'll continue to round into form and be the guy that we need him to be to hopefully make a European push and maybe just maybe sneak a Champions League underneath everybody's nose. How pissed would everyone in Europe be if we managed Oof. to just steal Oof. that trophy Oof. again? Boy, there would be a lot of sour faces around. Nobody would be happier than me, but I'm happy to be doing this with you, bud. Thanks for uh, coming out. We appreciate all the subscribers, all the likes, all the follows on all the platforms. Check out AmericaIsBlue.com for any additional content you may need. Until then, Jay and I will be back to uh, cover the match with Everton next Saturday on the 18th. We'll talk to you guys next time. America is blue. Up the chills.